What's going on? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by who are we presented by today? Prize picks, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, pri- pri- I was asking you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by <laughs> prizepicks.com. I'm Dave Locker with me, Adam Share at Ship My Money DFS. Follow me at Lafay underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. Back for yet another edition of postseason NBA talk. Got a nice game six between Boston and Milwaukee. Game six between Memphis and Golden State. Let me ask you a question. At the at the at the worst point of last game between Memphis and Golden State, how many points do you think the Warriors were down? 50. 55. That's so insane. Insane. They were down by 55. At the going into the fourth, they were down by 52. It's it's a it's remarkable that they could have been torched that bad. Basketball is such a weird sport. Back at it today, though, and they're eight-point favorites at home. I mean, only this is the only sport where you see insane games like that, and then the spread just doesn't reflect the damn thing. I guess they were 10-point dogs last game in Golden State. Memphis covered, lost by three, but pretty wild stuff. And then Boston and Milwaukee, I had a lot of people tweeting me yesterday, Adam, like, hey, uh, I feel for you, man. I'm, I'm thinking of thoughts going out to you. And I say this with all sincerity. I'm totally apathetic towards that loss. I told you before the series even started that I would, I think they probably get the gentleman sweep if they win a game at all. So I, I really, I'm not that shocked by this. And usually I, I was far more upset in the series where Kawhi Leonard hit the triple doink to win in game seven. As you should have been. That's what I'm saying though. Yeah. But because that was a year where I really thought we had a shot. We took the eventual champions to seven games. You know what I mean? I didn't think we had a chance anyway this year. Right. And also working in this industry, like it kind of numbs you too, but like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like exactly. If, if, if the wizards are legit good and they lose on something like the Kawhi shot, I'm going to be upset. If the wizards are like, you know, last year, whatever they were, the eight seed and they lose, like I expected them to lose. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm realistic about, about teams too. So uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I made it a point to make fun of Philly fans last night, but I didn't, I, I knew you weren't one that was going to be upset about it. No, I'm realistic about these things you were just saying, like, that's all it is. Um, if the, if the Eagles lost the Super Bowl on that Tom or got you know, tied up, Tom Brady ties it up on a hail Mary converts a two point conversion. And then they go on the win and the Eagles. Yeah. I would have been devastated, but it's just it's different it's 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 different and you're used to it at this point but you know anyway how about yo how about dallas coming in and beating the shit out of phoenix again in dallas that's pretty impressive and like so this is where i i feel like i'm starting to like be josh obviously (laughs) if if dallas wins like cool but you know you get to see more luca i want phoenix to win this series i think they're the better team Better team is the team that wins the series. I guess counterpoint also is I do have a Celtics to win the title future, and I would much rather Dallas beat Phoenix than Phoenix beat Dallas. I hear what you're saying. Just like Phoenix is the better team. I get it, but I don't know. Are they the better team if Chris Paul continues to play like this? Right. Yeah. Good Good point. Um, you, you saw the video. I think I sent it to you. Uh, somebody said whoop that trick in, in chat, and I was going to say that was the best part of last game was – them playing that over the well, well, so they play it at every home game. But before the game, they uh, a reporter asked um, Stephen Curry what the 
Warriors' mindset was coming into the game. And he said, whoop that trick. That's our mindset. And then they got destroyed. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, and God. then they got destroyed. That's and, why you don't say shit like that. Right. And like, so then they're playing it at the end of the game and the MC is just like in your face, Steph Curry, like as they're playing. Oh, dude, but did like, it, did, did, did you see the, the clip where like Steph was out? Like he, he, he ate it. Like he was out there just like smiling as they played it. Draymond's out there waving his towel and dancing around while they're down by a hundred points. Oh yeah. Like the game was over there. There was like eight minutes left or down by like a million and they uh, start playing whoop that trick over the, you know, they're going to, that's Draymond's crazy. Out I there with his towel dancing. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. I just didn't click. I, yeah. I warriors might come in and just shit on them today. I, oh, I don't yeah. they're, they're like, obviously like you're not from a DFS standpoint, you're not doing anything about it. And like, no, I, I don't buy into narratives and, and stuff, but like if I am a Memphis fan and I, see that golden state is losing by 50 and steph curry is out on the floor smiling and draymond is literally dancing you know what with, they're thinking draymond is dancing with the memphis because like the the memphis like dancers were getting up on steph and draymond as the song was playing and so steph's cracking up and draymond just starts dancing with them like you know that this series is over 100 now you know why they play that song right because it's a memphis song Right, but from what? Uh, I don't remember which what movie it was. Hustle and Flow. That, that's what I was going to say, but I didn't know if that was the right. Hustle and Flow. Great movie. Terrence Howard's the man. So I watch anything with Terrence Howard. But uh, yeah, that was a great one. And DJ Qualls, remember, you know, the new guy? Yeah, the, yeah. He's in that as well. That, that was a good one. I got to watch that again. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, but anyway, I, I'm out of an answer because I was going to say hustle and flow, but I wasn't. Yeah, you should have said it. That would have been like the first movie reference you ever got right. We would have been in business. Yeah, I, I had a good um Fast Times at Ridgemont High ref reference yesterday on Twitter. You know Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, a, a couple times. Good movie. Okay, all right. Just for the pool scene. I got blocked for the reference on Twitter, but uh, you, you know pool scene I'm talking about. I mean, no, I don't remember the movie. Really? No, where he's where he's in the in the bathroom, whacking off, looking at her in, in the pool and she walks in on him. Uh, no. Do I have the wrong? No, I have the right. No, no, movie. I'm, I'm, I'm almost brother. positive you have the right movie. I just don't remember movies. Yeah, I think he still has the pirate hat on from his delivery job. Like all I remember when I see a movie, especially if I haven't seen it recently, all I remember is liked it, didn't like it. Don't remember shit about it either way. My mom got me that as like a stocking stuffer when I was 13, I think. A pirate hat? <laughs> no, the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a great flick. All right, let's talk some basketball here. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Happy to have all you guys with us. We got over 250 watching out of the gate. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so either. We got 76,600 plus with us on the team and last thing if you want to join hit join down below uh get the free super chats each month the custom emojis the sweet badges we got any badges in chat right now we are looking we're oh there we go all right yeah there's some badges in there some ice with the 12 month badges but you get a badge for, your badges upgrade over time and we'll always prioritize your questions and comments along with our super chat members all right so let's talk boston and milwaukee here Milwaukee with a, a nice come from behind win last time out. I don't know. Did you let me ask you this? Did you watch that game or at least the end of it? No. Okay. 
Drew Holiday is insane. So he had a block on Marcus Smart. I did see that, like, just, just the highlight. Okay, so, yeah, a block on Marcus Smart because, you know, apparently the best idea is to to get to get Smart to dribble baseline and try and – it was strange. but It's better than a Dylan Brooks step back three. That is true. Block on him and then foul. They go to the line. In the very next possession, final possession of the game, Marcus Smart's bringing the ball up the court again, and Holiday just sw- picks his pocket. Man, I mean, what, what was it, like, three or four years ago, people just, like – it, it was a hot take to say that Drew Holiday is one of the best defensive players in the league. I know. It, it, it's, it's stupid. The dude is so good. He's so good. And to get – can you imagine getting getting swiped on the last – your Marcus Swan on the last possession of the game, Drew Holiday just honestly coming in and poking the ball away. And, and when – he's awesome. And I like some overs on him today. We can talk about that. But and we can start with Boston on the other side. Tatum, Brown, Horford, Smart. We're still waiting on Robert Williams, so we don't know what the the final piece of that starting lineup looks like. But let's kick it off with the top-priced guys in Tatum and Brown. Yeah, so, I mean, Tatum now a couple games in a row has actually, you know, played well. Um, Rebounding rebounding has been better. And I I do think that's in part because of Williams being out. So if Williams is in, then, you know, that that obviously – impacts that but also you know you are just seeing him kind of get back to normal as well so um tatum at at 9800 it's kind of the same way i viewed him recently though where he's good like he's a good play he's jason tatum he obviously can go for for a big game but you have Giannis on the other side of this game that is a bigger priority you have jalen brown that is 1600 less expensive that is a big priority um you have you know all the memphis guys you have plays from Golden State like Steph Curry that are similar to Jason Tatum. So I think he's a good play, but not a a priority as crazy as that sounds because Jason Tatum's fantastic. Because what? I said as crazy as it sounds because Tatum is Uh, a fantastic player, but like I have a hard time prioritizing him given that he's, you know, same price range as Steph. I think he's a slightly better play than Steph, but similar, but he's also just more expensive than guys like Brown you have and, and you know Giannis is a bigger priority. Don't you kind of feel at this point if you're going with one of them, just pay fifteen hundred dollars less for J- Jalen Brown? Right. Like I think that it's not that they're the same projection or anything like that, but you know I, I think Jalen looks a little bit better at playing his salary great. than Tatum does at his. Yeah, he's playing great. Uh, yeah, you're right, Stephen. They did get crushed on the boards last game. They got out rebounded on the offensive glass, fifteen to seven. No, 17 to five. Sorry. That was if, if you guys saw that and David Porter, you're right. Holiday throwing that ball off of off of Marcus Smart to keep possession was beautiful on that same play. But Bobby Portis went in among three white uh, Boston jerseys, grabs the offensive board and puts it back. So I you're going to say three white dudes. I was like, that seems like terrible, uh, a terrible lineup to have on the floor at the end of a game. Yeah, I was going to. If I say that, you just know it's not true. Right. Yeah. Was, Could they was, field three white dudes in in the in like that are so. around the basket? To, like, as you were saying it in my head, I'm like, who the hell was on the floor? Well, Daniel Boston? Tice, right? Daniel right. Tice could Daniel be. Daniel Tice, of them. and I think that's about it. Who else? I don't I don't think Peyton there is Pritchard. one. Who? Pritchard. Right. But he's not exactly uh one of the guys you're worried about. I'm thinking like as far the, as 
Even, as big as far as bigs go, no, they they do no. not have three white bigs. Oh, Luke Cornett could have been out oh, there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah the, the, <laughs> the vaunted end of a playoff game lineup of Peyton Pritchard, Luke Cornett, and Daniel Tice. That would have been great. Uh, okay, so let's let's talk. And and I'm with you. You're not projecting Jalen uh, Jalen Brown the same, but he's been good. So it's not like he hasn't been that much worse than Jason Tatum at all. He's playing yeah, similar here. usage rates in the series too. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's playing considerable minutes. So then you get to. First of all, do you think Robert Williams plays? Because I have no read on this at all. I mean, I don't I don't have a read. My guess is no. Like, if for some reason I had to go into this game blind, I would assume that he's not. But uh, with this being the first game of the night, I also don't really care. So let's let's take a step back or a step further with 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 uh, Boston. Last game for for Horford was not great. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. But he still played 41 minutes. This guy's played 42 and 41 minutes over his last two. Before that, 39, 37, and 36. Now, I don't see any reason to think that he's not going to get an immense amount of run today, regardless if Robert Williams is in or out. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think if Williams is in, maybe it drops the minutes projection by a, a minute or two. But you're getting a lot of minutes for Horford. He's a, a big part of their their defense. Um, they're relying on him. The only thing that, like, like if he gets in foul trouble, obviously he plays less. But from a, you know, going in saying, like, how many minutes does Boston want to play him? They want him out there around 40 minutes. I think so, too. I mean, the price point, if we're looking at centers, Jaron Jackson's still, Jaron Jackson's still only 7K. Like, his price has come up, but. Yeah, you have him. Draymond Green's salary has come down. Horford, and then Giannis up at at eleven nine. So it's once again not really a particularly deep position. You do have Stephen Adams though at forty five hundred, and we'll talk about that. So I don't know if you're looking at Horford as a priority. I think he's still a fine play at that price. Are there any other Boston guys that you like? Um, I, I think Horford and Smart are very similar in that. At their respective salaries, they're they're fine. Like if you have a lineup that has them, you shouldn't be concerned about it. But it's just hard to prioritize them at those price tags because they're pretty much priced where they should be. Whereas, you know, somebody like Jalen Brown's is still a little bit underpriced. Uh, Jason Tatum, even though he's more expensive, is probably a little bit underpriced at sub 10k. Um, and then you know you're going to have plenty of guys on other teams that are underpriced. So it's more so you know Horford gets into a lineup here and there. Cool. He's going to play a lot of minutes. Hopefully he plays well. Uh, same for Marcus Smart. Derek White at 4K is another one where if Robert Williams is out, Derek White looks pretty good. He played 32 minutes again last game. Uh, the the thing that I really like to see was Grant Williams got the 30 minutes in that game. So getting 30 from Williams when White also plays 32 is certainly a good sign for White. Um, you still have the risk of what happens when Derek White isn't playing well does he just go back and play like 24 minutes? But at 4K, it's not a huge risk. As long as Rob Williams is out, White's going to look like a good value. Yeah, bench players, if you look at Horford, Brown, Tatum, Smart, and Williams, and White, those six players, they they played all but 20 minutes last game of the like of the of all completely available minutes. So it's a it's a huge amount of, of run that all of these guys are getting, even Derek White, but uh, he's just I don't know. Derek White, terrible, terrible three-point shooter. He's just very cheap. So I, I can understand why he's getting that ownership, even though his shot volume is super low. But 
Matt, is there anything riskier than a guy who in these last two games where he's played a lot of minutes and he's been fine at his price point, any riskier than someone that shot four for six and four for five, like super low volume, but you're hitting all of them. And then you go, Oh, for five, one game and everything falls apart. Right. And, and yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, the ownership's going to be there too, especially if Williams is out. Um, Grant Williams, on the other hand, has been God awful. So the, the Grant Williams thing, and, and this burned me last late. I played way too much Grant Williams. Um, he played 30 minutes and managed to score three fantasy points because that makes yeah. sense. He's not a good point per minute guy. And Alex and I had talked about this. I didn't think I was actually going to get to a lot of him, but the price tag has come up to where, like, even though I thought people were under projecting Grant Williams, I didn't think I was going to get to a lot, but I did. Um, but the, the thing is, like, people are going to go to Derek White because he's been the guy the last two games, and that's fine. He's cheaper. I objectively think he's a better player than Grant Williams uh, if Robert Williams is out. But Grant Williams is still likely to play 30 plus minutes. And, you know, he's a 0. 0.7, 0. 0.75 fantasy point per minute guy. If people aren't really going to go there, there is some merit, but the price tag's just elevated to 4,600 where it's like you, you need him not only to have a normal game, you need him to like have a good game at that price. So um, even though I played a lot of him last late, I'm hoping that doesn't happen again today because I didn't like to play last late and I still don't today. For what it's worth, Grant Williams' best games have come off the bench and not as a starter, which is not surprising. Yeah, not at all. But at the same time, like that – I think that kind of gets overstated a little bit in the postseason because, like, Jason Tatum was playing 42 minutes. Oh, of course. You know? Of course. No, no, no. I, and, and Brown's I, I totally 40. get that. Yeah. 100% understand that. I, what I'm saying, though, is Grant Williams' minutes didn't really change as a starter or off Grant the Williams just played less minutes as a starter. Um, I know. And I don't want to read too far into right, that. Right, right. Which, which, again, that was kind of the point I made last uh, last late when I did the show with Alex because Williams only played 24 games or 24 minutes in that that game when he started. But it was just like, okay, that's a fluke game. Uh, White played 34, Williams played 24. Um, that's one of those where you kind of just have to stick to your priors. And there's no reason that Grant Williams, who's been playing 30 to 32 minutes off the bench, is going to play less minutes without Robert Williams on average. Um, but the thing that makes it really hard, and, and Alex and I had talked about it, was it's tough to take action on that from a DFS standpoint. Because even though I thought people were under-projecting Grant Williams based on that game, it means playing a $4,600 Grant Williams. And even though I did it in on that slate, like who the hell wants to play $4,600 Grant Williams? <laughs> that didn't feel good. Right. Let's talk about Milwaukee. Before we do, though, we got free content today. Some good stuff. NBA player projections are free. Uh, and with those projections, you can look at the, the actual, you can look at them for every site, but also take advantage of like the projected stats, see where the minutes are, you know, and, and see all of that stuff. Actually, I'm assuming with these projections, we also, yeah, no house advantages on there. Yahoo, Jack Market, FanDuel, everything. Everything's up there. So uh, that's a great tool to, to, that's free and for today. MLB ownership rankings, NHL player projections, MMA fighter rankings for tomorrow's fight uh, or tomorrow's card. But if you want to get, if you want to really see everything we have uh, instead of just a free preview, which for this, for these free tools, you don't need an account. You can actually just check it out. But otherwise, go to awesome.com slash join, and uh, you can do one sport. You can do every sport if you want, whether it's football, basketball, hockey, MMA, NASCAR, PGA, eSports. We have tennis projections, F1, USFL, everything. Like If they have contests out there, we have content for it. All the best tools out there uh, created by some of the best players uh, in the history of DFS. So awesome.com slash join. Feel free to check that out. We got something for no matter what your budget or style of play is. And be sure to join our premium Discord if you sign up. Take it. Don't forget about that. 
we have a, a great community and the office hours channel office hours channel uh, where you've got the pros answering your questions and helping you better your game so awesome.com slash join all right middle uh milwaukee here talk about Giannis. among all the high price players you have him today you have no john Morant, and then it drops to tatum curry and, and brown and those type of guys yeah i mean Giannis is just clearly the the top option just like lucas or just like luca was yesterday um 11.9 is is pricey but you do have Memphis on the slate, which means you do have some value um, that you know makes it a little bit easier to get there. And Giannis just projects a lot better than than everybody else. Um, he's been fantastic in this series. You know, it, it's obviously a tough matchup with Boston, but um, hasn't been a problem for him at least so far. He's been um, extremely productive, and the rates are there to back it up. 41.9% usage rate in this series, 36.8% assist percentage, 1.58 DraftKings points per minute. So his per minute production is down a little bit from where he was during the regular season at, you know, like 1.7, but uh, still clearly a, a top option because he's playing a ton of minutes too with it being the postseason. Right. And I love Drew Holiday again today. Uh, yep. Loved him the other day. Love him today. Last four games. 40, 43, 41, and 41 minutes, just insane peripherals. And how great is it to know that even though he isn't shooting, he's still ripping off that many shots. Like, imagine what happens when the shots start to fall for Drew Holiday playing this many minutes and being this involved. Yeah, exactly. That that, that was the point that I made the the other day was we hadn't seen the shot or we hadn't seen the game where holiday shots are starting to fall in this series. He has a 29% usage rate. He has a 44.3% true shooting percentage. Um, he's averaging 1.15 DraftKings points per minute, despite shooting like he's prime Dylan Brooks. You know, it's, it's basically just reinforces how high the floor is for somebody like holiday. And then you're going to get those games where the shots do fall and he just goes for, you know, 50, 55, 60. Right. And even if, like you're saying, even if he doesn't, you're still getting 45. And his price came down from last game. Like his, his price was 8,200 last game. Now he's 7,900. Yeah. It doesn't make a ton of sense because at 8,200, I thought he was very underpriced. Right. 7,900, like him even more. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's any argument against that. I'll have my props video up around like one or two o'clock over on the Odd Shopper channel. Uh, I think we may be featuring Drew. Actually, we will. I already, have got one figured out, but uh, check that out. Uh, come join me. We'll ta uh, we'll sweat some bets together today to close out the week. What else do you want to do with Grace and Allen and Pat Connaughton, Bobby, the hero, along with Drew Holiday from last game, Bobby Portis? Um, yeah, I mean, Allen, Connaughton, you finally got a price bump on Connaughton up to 4,400. Still a, a reasonable value, but, you know, he's Pat Connaughton. He's around a 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy, 0.72 um, in this series. He's likely to give you around 30 minutes. He's at 4,400, I think more of a last guy in than somebody you're, you're actively targeting. But once again, played 31 minutes, was in the closing lineup last game in a competitive game. That's always good to see. Uh, Grayson Allen played about 30 minutes. He's not been very productive in this series. Only a 10.8% usage rate, uh, 0.52 DraftKings points per minute. But the thing with Allen is that that's caused the salary to come down. He's down to $3,800. He still could have that game where he just gets hot and knocks down a bunch of threes and wins you a tournament. Um, so... I don't, you know, mind getting to either of those guys' value. Portis scares me because he played 28 and a half minutes last game, but Brooke Lopez only played 20. 
And I'd feel a lot better about Portis if you saw him playing a lot of minutes alongside Lopez, but you didn't. He played a few minutes alongside him, but for the most part, he was out there when Lopez wasn't. We know that Lopez does a lot of things defensively. He's an, he's an excellent rim protector. And so it's hard for me to go into a game saying like, oh yeah, the Bucks are just going to play Brook Lopez 20 minutes. Uh, that is concerning to me because certainly they could. He only had one foul last game. It wasn't like it was foul related, but to think that like the plan is to just give Portis 28 minutes and Lopez 20 is pretty hard for me to buy into. Um, but at $5,200, Lopez certainly, has, or Portis rather, certainly has plenty of upside. Like if he plays 24 or 26 minutes, um, you're, you're probably getting a pretty good game at 5,200. Definitely agree with, with everything you're saying. It is very interesting though, that Portis not only closed, but played the final eight minutes of that game, right? Like yeah, he played what, like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 about 15 minutes in the second half. So you're right. It's just, there's, there's no, there's no good answer to this at this point. It's just, could he get those minutes? Yes, absolutely. Do you think what's his ownership? Actually, I want to see that's a problem. If Portis was coming in with ownership of a guy that's only going to play 20 minutes, you'd probably be far more inclined to take that shot at him, hoping that maybe he gets that 28 and is the closer, right? What, what was your question? I was like, if I'm saying if Portis, if Portis ownership was because right now it's like three times as high as Brooke Lopez right. and he's more expensive than him. But if that, if that was flipped because everyone is expecting Portis to play, you know, fewer minutes, it, he'd be a lot more enticing in tournaments. Right. So this is to me, it's a really difficult spot to kind of like parse through because Bobby Portis is a very good point per minute guy. Everybody knows that. And I try in the postseason, and it has not worked this year, to not read too much into what happened the game before because, you know, shit happens in games. Like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you want to think, especially in terms of playing time, Brooke Lopez is not going to average 20 minutes a game. If you, if you play, if this series was 100 games, Brooke Lopez is not averaging 20 minutes a game. And if Bobby Portis is rarely sharing the floor with Lopez, he's not averaging 28 as a result. So that's the issue. But... Portis is a really good point per minute guy and at 5,200. Even if he plays 22, 24 minutes, he probably is a decent value. And then if you do get that 28 minute game, he's going to just destroy it. So that's the issue with, you know, shying away from him. I think he's probably more popular today than he should be just because of what happened last game and people overreacting, but it's just not a very comfortable stand to take either being like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to not play a $5,200 Bobby Portis because he can play six minutes less than people are, thinking he's going to play and still be good. Right. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Who else do you want from Milwaukee? If anyone, um, I think that covers it. Uh, Wes Matthews came up in chat. Antoine brought him up, said he's uh, been good. I saw so, your response. 0.47 DraftKings points per minute in this series. Not he's great, minutes. Bob. What'd you say? Not great. No, um, he, he's playing minutes. Like he's played the third most minutes on the team behind holiday and Giannis in this series. The thing with Matthews is like, if, if Milwaukee played on the Phoenix Dallas slate where there is no value, he would actually be a pretty useful option at 3,400 just because you know, the minutes are going to be there. But on this slate where you have Memphis guys and you have good point per minute guys that you can gamble on, it's still really, really, really difficult to get to Matthews. Yeah, no doubt. And look, if you're playing a ton of minutes, your per minute production is a little bit less important when you're that cheap. We saw that last game, but 37 minutes appears to be a bit of an outlier in this series. You play 29, 30, 32, and 29 in the games before that. So you need, 
I, you need a lot of minutes from from Wes Matthews, a lot, unless he just decides to be good and yeah. shoot threes. But yeah, and, and Anton Murphy said these last two games are what I will. Wes Matthews is Wes Matthews. He's a three and D guy. He's not out there. There is no part of anything like no nobody on Milwaukee is like, oh hell yeah, Wes Matthews is about to like step up and take over these games. Like that's not his job. Um, if he no. if if he makes threes. He'll do okay, but like his job is to play defense, and then if he's wide open and Giannis and Drew give him the ball to make a shot, um, there's no, there's no reason to look at like two games and be like, oh yeah, West Matthews is stepping up. Like that's Milwaukee doesn't want that. Why would you? Right. There was a time though with West Matthews. Oh yeah. Uh, the. You want to talk about a very fun team to watch. Remember, he tore his, was it his Achilles or his ACL? It was, it was, it was a bad one. Uh, but remember that Portland team with, with Aldridge and Lillard and Wes Matthews and Robin Lopez? They were fun. They were pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, so just looking to see what he had done, you know, last game, he had seven rebounds. Like, that's not... Yeah. That's not what he's there for. He has a 5.9% total rebounding percentage in the series. He, and so this is why, and like I had said, if this were, if Milwaukee played on the, the Phoenix slate where there is no value, Matthews would be a good play because he's out there for a bunch of minutes. And sometimes you just run into seven rebounds, but on a slate like this, there's enough value and enough cheap guys that are good point per minute guys that outside of a lineup here or there where Matthews happens to sneak his way in, there's no reason to be trying to get to West Matthews. How many seven rebound games do you think West Matthews had in the regular season? One. Yeah. How many five plus rebound games? One. Three. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah, not something you should be expecting. Let's keep going here. We got Memphis and Golden State. What's that? He had zero rebounds the game before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm excited to talk about this game because of what happened last game. It's just, it's going to be fun going into game six. No job, but Memphis is hanging in there. Also excited to tell you about prize picks because they've got some great stuff going on over there. And I think the best part of all of this is when else or where else are you going to get an opportunity other than hitting in the Hall of Fame, which isn't exactly easy, we we don't we make it you know difficult for a reason because just giving away free months, uh, it would would bankrupt us. But where else are you going to get a free month of Awesome Plus Platinum just by signing up at a site? Over at Prize Picks, if you just use the link in the description or the one that Tyler Zander, our producer, has already or is going to put into chat, you'll get a free month. $90 value. All of those tools, all of the sports I was talking about a few minutes ago, all of that is yours. There's no strings attached. There's no limitations the entire month. Uh, like there's no paywall on anything else. You get access to everything on the site when you use that link and sign up over at prize picks where they don't have sharks, optimizers, or mass entries. It's five player lineups. You can net up the 10 extra entry fee. You're basically just taking the over or the under on props. I too, you guys know if I've talked a lot about price picks with with like NFL with touchdown props. There's a massive edge there. There's legit edges to be found in this. Uh, and you know, we have the free prize picks NBA prop tool that is going to help you out. We have Odd Shopper where you can see our projections, where you can see the expected win rate on these props, uh, and, and you can compare them against what they've got over there. You can mix the sports up. You want to do basketball, hockey, 
and baseball because you know them all and throw that into a five prop lineup and, and, and hit five and, and 10 extra entry. You can do that too. Uh, and unlike traditional props, if you hit four or five, you still two X. Uh, if you hit three or five, you still make money back. So check it out and get a hundred dollar first match deposit bonus. When you use the promo code, awesome. A W E S E M O. So here's what you do. Click the link, take advantage of a free month of awesome. O plus platinum, every tool for every site out there. Right. And also use the promo code awesome to get a hundred dollar first match deposit bonus over at prize picks. It's, it almost sounds too good to be true, but I promise you it's real. All right. Memphis Grizzlies. No John Morant. You know, you know, already I'm going back to Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, he played 25 minutes last game and still crushed. Uh, he's a great shot blocker. He can rack up stocks, rebounds, uh, even though that's not his forte. I, he's a 30 percent usage guy, 20, 28, 30 percent usage guy in this situation without job. I, I don't know what there isn't to like. Maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong. No, I don't. I don't really know either. And we we've talked about it before like jaron jackson can certainly get himself in foul trouble in any matchup for sure but this isn't one that is overly concerning you know you have very low usage bigs on golden state the usage is coming from guys jacking threes um and that shouldn't be an issue for jaron jackson uh he will do stupid shit he will foul just to foul but this is about as good a matchup from a foul standpoint as you can get for jackson um he he needs to play a lot of minutes like they, they need him out there for, for, for usage reasons without Morant. So um, assuming he can stay out of foul trouble, he's likely to play 30 plus minutes, like low to mid thirties. Uh, if he stays out of foul trouble and if this game is competitive, so I'm with you. I want to go right back to Jaron Jackson jr. At seven K. Me too. And it's funny because last game, it wasn't foul trouble. It's because they were up by 55, right? That he only played. I had the over seven. So I bet the over 15 and a half points. We had it in our, in my video. Uh, that was two games ago. I just thought that was a really crazy line. And you don't see a lot of that stuff um, in the playoffs. And then it was 17 and a half still wanted to get there. Dude. He had 10 points in the first five minutes of the game. And then midway through the third, he had 13 total points. And I'm thinking he's actually not going to get there in a blowout, but Jaron Jackson came through for us again. What's his point prop at today? What do you think his point props at? Lower than it should be. Um, you would think. I mean, they had. I, I said. I, I said the other day. I bet it's at nineteen and a half now, but I could be wrong. Nine, you said nineteen and a half. I I think it's going to come up to around nineteen and a half. I'll tell you right now. Oh, is it not out yet? No, it is. I just haven't looked yet. Oh, okay. Um, Price picks has it's it at seventeen, 17 and, and a half. half. Yeah. It's, no, it's still seventeen and a half on DraftKings. Okay. Like I'll, I will, I will hit that again. Been there, done that. If, if, if he, he's going to bearing, barring foul trouble, the guy's going to get his minutes. So, and he can, he averaged 18 and a half in the regular season in 21 games without Morant. And that was in 26 and a half minutes per game. So, and the other thing to keep in mind here too, um, cause I just mentioned it in chat. Like I firmly believe golden state kicks the living hell out of Memphis tonight, but it's a must win for Memphis. They're not going to just like call off the dogs and bench their guys. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. And again, like, I mean, that's me thinking golden state destroys them should have no impact on anybody's lineups. It's a eight point spread treated like an eight point spread. Um, but it does help alleviate some of that blowout concern where, um, you know, I, I fully expect golden state to get it done tonight at home, but one way or the other Memphis is playing their guys. They don't have enough. They don't have a next game. Right. Exactly. 
Jaron Jackson, you had that up on the screen. 17 and a half on prize picks too, right, Tyler? Yeah. No juice either. It's minus 125 on DraftKings, so you're not getting any juice there. It's just minus 17, or it's just 17 and a half. Talk to me about how we're approaching Bain and Brooks today. These have been two of the most frustrating players all postseason. Bain finally uh, had a game. Like, I mean, from from a fantasy standpoint, he didn't end up being great. He had 29 DraftKings points, but, you know, only played 24 minutes. The thing that stands out to me is he had a 24% usage rate. The huge concern that I'd had with Bain in this series was just that the usage was non-existent, and I thought the back was really bothering him think the back was really bothering him but maybe he's he's good now that that's that's always the thing with injuries and, and guys playing through them from a dfs standpoint is at some point they're going to be fine and they're not going to tell you before it happens um but i do think that seeing him with a 24 percent usage rate last game is a very very good sign he's still inexpensive at 6200 and he's somebody that if if the back weren't a thing he would be, and you tell me Bain is 6,200, he'd be one of the best plays on the slate because he gets a bump in usage without John Morant. He's a very good, efficient shooter. He's going to be out there for a lot of minutes. The only real concern I'd had was the back. So I do like seeing that he had a 24% usage rate last game. 6,200 on him looks very, very good to me. Um, Dylan Brooks is 6K. Like He's going to play a lot of minutes. Um, he's going to take shots because he's Dylan Brooks. They're probably not going to go in because he's Dylan Brooks. But at 6K, given the, the number of minutes I expect him to play tonight, he still looks like a pretty good value as well. And then Tyus Jones and Steven Adams and DeAnthony Melton. There's actually, you know, a lot here. So uh, I'll throw it over to you just so we don't go you know, wildly over time on a two-game strategy show slate. But yeah. talk to me about those guys. They're going to be very popular today. Adams and Tyus Jones right now are the two highest projected players on the slate dylan brooks is third for what we have this morning yeah i think all of that makes sense um jones should play a lot of minutes again tonight he only played 24 minutes last game but there was no need for him to be out there in the fourth quarter he played 41 minutes two games ago i expect him to play a lot uh he averaged 0.96 DraftKings points per minute in his starts without morant during the regular season you can expect similar production here. Um, the salary is up to 5,700 on DraftKings, but it's still the same kind of thing I had mentioned the other day where, yeah, his salary is quickly rising, but it started from such a low point that you can't just look at it and say like, oh, I'm chasing points because his salary is rising based on how he's played. He should be a 6K plus guy. So now he's just sort of a little underpriced, uh, still looks like a good value. Brooks, you know, I mentioned just, based on the minutes played, looks good. And then the Anthony Melton at 4,100 is, to me, the huge question mark. Like, two two games ago, the guy was 40%, 50% owned. He played nine minutes. Last slate, he was barely owned, and he played a lot. Uh, ended up playing 24 minutes in the blowout, but also played in the first half. Played about nine and a half, and like 12 minutes in the first half, which is in line with what I had expected from him the previous game, you know, 24 minutes, give or take. And he's a good point per minute guy. So I think you probably get 24 minutes or so from DeAnthony Melton. My level of confidence in that is very low because Taylor Jenkins, for whatever reason, absolutely hates the guy. But at 4,100, he's a good point per minute guy. He looks like a good value. The one thing that I would just sort of caution or, or, or pay attention to is we don't know what Taylor Jenkins is going to do right now. We have the Anthony Melton projected for 6% ownership. I feel very, 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 very confident that that changes throughout the day or that it just ends up being wrong. One of the two, um, he's going to be higher than 6% owned, but 
pay attention to where he ends up as we get closer to lock. Because if you're talking about 40 to 50% owned the Anthony Melton again, I'll still play him in some lineups, but you have to keep in mind that the, the minutes volatility is still there. If you're talking about a 15, 20% owned the Anthony Melton, I'd like getting right back to that. Are you muted? Are you talking? Are you dead? You're muted, Buffy. And my dog was barking. Yeah. Tyus Jones' rotation was a lot different in game two than it was in game one as well. It was clearly, even without that blowout, looked like it was shortened a little bit. But Yeah, which is kind of weird. Like I don't want to read too much into that either just because he's a really, really, really good player. Yeah, I, I would say he's still – you're still projecting him for a good amount of minutes, but I don't – you know, what did he play, like 40 in that first yeah, he played, game? He played 41 in the first game. I think last game I projected him for 36 or 38, something like that. Okay. I'll be right back there here. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving him 40 minutes. But. No. Uh, anybody else from Memphis? Um, yeah, I mean, so, like, last game you got uh, – Brandon Clark played, you know, 14 minutes again, which I expect that to be the norm where he's just not as long as Adams isn't in foul trouble or anything where, you know, he isn't a great option, but at 3,900, I still don't mind taking some shots on him just because he's such a good point per minute guy. And if something does happen where Adams or Jackson are in foul trouble, you can get more minutes from Clark. Uh, Kyle Anderson at 4,300 still looks fine as well. All right. And I didn't specifically mention it, but Steven Adams looks great. Yeah. That's pretty obvious at this point that Steven Adams is in a, a, a very appealing spot. Yeah, just look at look at his rotations there. He played what eight and a half, nine, ten, eleven, like fifteen minutes almost in the first half. At, at at the center position, that's yeah. You you have a pretty good idea of what to do there. And then Taylor Jenkins literally emptied the bench. Uh, starters came out with what four minutes left in the third and never came. That's how much they were up by 55 points. I saw that today. Cause I didn't know it was that much. I thought it was like 30, 40. I had no idea they were up by 55 points. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think they might've set the like playoff record for biggest margin, or at least they had a chance to after setting the one during the regular season where they won by like 70 or whatever it was against Oklahoma city. Yeah. yeah. Which is nuts both because this is, draw. this isn't even a round one game, right? And, and both times they've done it were without Ja, which... Is that right? Yeah. Wow. So here, and obviously I think, like, I think it speaks to how good, how deep Memphis is that they can be so good without Ja. They just play differently. I don't think that they're actually better. Like, if you, let's say Memphis makes the finals, you sure as hell want Ja out there as sure. you know, the best player. But they're just such a good, deep team. Like, they have a very good backup point guard in Tyus. Um, he plays totally differently than Morant. He... You know, you get more usage for, for these other guys. Um, but I think it just speaks to how deep they are. But you saw pe- I saw people on Twitter being like, oh, this has to be killing Ja, like how good they are without him. Morant's out there like yelling into the mic, Grizz in seven after the game. Like the dude is loving this. He know. listen, it, when you're Ja Morant, the, you know them playing well is not an indictment on right. you. And you also know that you're the, you're the face of that friend. You know, but this is don't project your insecurities on the John Morant. He's fine. right. This is not a this is not a situation where like a backup quarterback comes in and just slays and the the starting quarterback who's hurt uh, and was playing poorly has to watch that from the sidelines and loses his job. I, I can assure you next year it won't be like, OK, Jaws coming off the bench. Tyus Jones is our starter. Right. Like John Morant is the guy. Um, It just. 
again, speaks to the depth of this team that they're very good without him as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I mean, John Moran is, is that dude. Almost 500 watching. What's up? Hit that thumbs up too. If you haven't it only takes a second. I don't blame you. If you forgot, we all forget, especially in the morning, but uh, yeah, if you're, you know, you too, if you're on your phone, click out of that chat, hit that thumbs up for a second and uh, we'll get back to this, to this show and close it out. We got about five minutes to go until we turn it over to the MLB strategy show team, but let's talk about the Warriors first. I will say as down as I've been on Draymond Green, and I have been down on him a lot, but only because he's been the same price as Al Horford and Jaron Jackson Jr. every every day, which I think is is preposterous. Now you're starting to see that gap in pricing where where I think you'd agree we can make a little bit more sense of that when he's twelve hundred and thirteen hundred cheaper than Jackson and Horford. Yeah, we're finally starting to see that gap, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I that that was the issue for me too. Was you know Green at sixty two hundred? I think is what he was last slate. He looked fine, but I didn't understand why people were preferring him over Jaron Jackson. Um, prior to that, I didn't know why they were preferring him over Horford and Jackson. Now you are getting that price gap where I think Draymond looks good just because he's 5,800. If this game's competitive you're like, and he avoids foul trouble, you're likely getting 32, 33-plus minutes from him. Um, the playing time's been down in this series, but it's just been a lot of Draymond and foul trouble combined with blowouts. If this game comes down to the wire and he's not in foul trouble, there's no reason to think that he's like coming off the floor at 32 minutes or something. Uh, he can certainly play more. So 5,800 looks good for him, even though he is a low usage guy and all of that. He always has been. He always will be. That's not his game. Um, he gets a lot of assists. He rebounds well, uh, gets you know defensive stats, all of that. So 5,800 with that gap now between him and Jackson and him and Horford does make him look pretty good. The The bigger one to me, though, is – Andrew Wiggins is still $200 less expensive, and I don't really know why. Andrew Wiggins is playing more minutes. He's getting less ownership. Uh, he's not, you know, going to lead the team in any one stat. But You're right, though. He, he rebounds. He has about a 20% usage rate. I, I don't know why Andrew Wiggins is getting less ownership than Draymond. You're right. And last game, he played 19 minutes. The entire team was trash. So it's not... Yeah. And nothing to take away from that. You're absolutely right. He was averaging 35 minutes per game going into the last game. And in the most recent competitive game, he played 39 minutes. I I think at this point, there is still an assumption that Draymond Green, and and you're seeing this reflected in ownership and for a while, even price point, that he's the same guy he was, but he's, he's really not. So, and I'm not saying he's not still good. I just mean, he's playing differently. Like sure. Draymond never really shot, but now he's not shooting at all. So whatever. And you have Jordan Poole, another guy who's actually capable of facilitating where before it was just uh, Steph and, and Dre. Draymond did have an 18.5% usage rate last game, which I don't know, might be a career high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took he took four shots and two free throws in, in 22 minutes. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, talk to, go, go ahead and just wrap up the Warriors for me. I think we the Draymond and Wiggins thing are the two biggest. And then I am pretty certain I know where you're going to go with Thompson and Curry and, and Poole, where the analysis is headed here. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Curry is Stephen Curry. 9200 is a very favorable price tag, I think. Um, I do like that he's $600 less expensive than Tatum. Makes him a little bit easier to get to. Poole at 6700 looks fine as well. Gives you a little bit more in the way of peripherals or a lot more in the way of peripherals than Clay Thompson does. Thompson's more difficult for me. Um, one, he seems to be showing the effects of coming off of massive injuries um his usage rate in the series has been down a bit it's around like 21 22 percent but he's also just more expensive than pool and 
it's not to say he doesn't have a ceiling. We know Clay Thompson can just start draining threes, but he doesn't rebound. He doesn't get he doesn't get assists. So like Poole just gives you more ways to get there. He has a higher usage rate in the series, and he's less expensive. The big question on this team is Otto Porter is questionable. He left last game early. I don't know what to read into that. You know, like it, he didn't play in the second half, but most of the main guys didn't play much in the second half. Like it could have just been like, yeah, you're fine, but you're not going back in kind of thing. If he plays 4,200 for him, I assume he's playing 24 to 26 minutes, makes him look fine. If he doesn't play though, this rotation just goes to shit. Like, I don't know what to do with it because last game, Bielitsa started the second half instead of Porter. Normally Porter starts the second half. Bielitsa played 20 minutes, but that was all in the second half. I have no confidence in a competitive game that Bielitsa is just taking all of those minutes. Um, Kaminga played 23 and a half minutes. Most of that was in the second half. I would think if Porter is out, it gives Kaminga more minutes, but Kaminga has been absolute dog shit and getting torched this entire series. <laughs> I don't bad. know that they just throw him a bunch of minutes. They could just play every, you know, the, their main guys more minutes. They could throw Toscano Anderson in there a little bit. So I think that if Porter is out, you're going to take shots at these cheap Golden State guys, but you have to keep in mind Steve Kerr's rotations are weird when he has to replace guys. And you have to remember that. It's not exactly a ringing endorsement for Kaminga that he started the game, played five minutes, and then didn't start the second half, and then played... For the third game in a row. For the third game in a row, and then played 18, 19 minutes straight to close out the game, only because they were down by 55. Right. The, the game before this, he played five, six minutes to start the game, didn't come back in the second half, fully expected that's where this was going if... Porter doesn't get hurt and the game doesn't blow out. So, so it's just like if Porter is out, Kaminga's 3,300. You're going to play Kaminga and just hope he finds a way to 18 minutes because he'll, he'll be good. The, the point is just we've seen time and time again that Steve Curry will just, you know, grab the closest guy in a Warriors jersey at the game and throw him into the rotation. Right. I'm going to say this right now, and I'm not saying to factor it into your, to your DFS uh, now or uh, into your decision making today. Stephen Curry is going to go nuclear tonight. I, I 100% agree. <laughs> Doesn't it just feel like that game where Curry goes for like 50 real points and you sit back and you go, yeah, kind of saw that coming. Yeah. And, and I, I didn't say it specifically. So, um, SMP 1993 mentioned it in chat. I think there's a good chance that if Porter is out, Kevon Looney plays more. Um, I, I think true. there's a, I think there's a, what'd you say? I said, yeah, that, that makes yeah. sense. Look, I think there's a good chance that you get that second half starting lineup if this is a competitive game, Nemanja Bielitsa becomes Kevon Looney um, in that second half starting lineup if Porter is out. And you just go back to the Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Green, Looney lineup, and he plays more. Shout out to Tyler Zander producing this one. Adam and I will be back with you tonight once we get a little more intel what's going on. Obviously, there is some news that we're waiting on. Things could change. Follow him at Ship My Money DFS, me at Lafayette underscore D. Stick around. MLB Strategy Show coming up next. Peace.